pray and worship with your spirit and with your understanding. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It is a sunny, beautiful day here where I am. Nice, cool air. Uh, The summer humidity has not kicked in quite yet, thankfully. Uh, And so that cheers the soul. I hope wherever you are and whatever conditions are that your soul is happy in the Lord. And today we are moving on in our study, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Today we're going to be looking at verses 13 through 19. Um, Paul continues on in his teaching on uh, worship, and he has some good things to say today. Uh, But before we get into the Word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your Word. Uh, We thank you for the gifts of the day. Uh, We don't know how this day is going to go, Uh, so we trust in you, O God. You are the God who knows the end from the beginning. And you know what every moment of our day will be like today. And you know uh, that you will faithfully hold us in the palm of your hand. And we give you thanks for that. Father, we seek you and we hunger after you. Speak to us through your word today that we might grow to be more like your son, Jesus. And we ask all these things in his name. Amen. All right. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 13 through 19. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer Say amen to your thanksgiving since they do not know what you're saying. You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. All right, so Paul is uh, clearly building on the theme that we have been addressing the last couple of days in our study. He's talking about worship, and he's talking about the priority of certain gifts in worship. Uh, Early in the passage, he talks about the difference between tongues and prophecy, and he indicates that prophecy is better in that it has application uh, to the entire body uh, rather than tongues being a personal gift that edifies the person with the gift. Uh, Yesterday, uh, we looked at the importance of um, speaking uh, words uh, that would build up the church or excelling in gifts that would build up the church. And so in the first two days of our teaching here in 1 Corinthians 14, we see that Paul's focus is the corporate body, not individuals in worship. I think that's a good warning for us in the church today. I think that increasingly over the generations, the church has become uh, a place of preference and a place where people come looking to be personally fed while not really considering what the experience the body is having in worship. I think from God's perspective, 
um, the corporate experience of worship matters more than the personal experience of worship. And it is a cultural thing that's unique, I think, to our Western culture mindset that um, we need to have a personal experience, that we need to be personally involved, that we need to connect with God's Spirit in a personal way while we're worshiping. Now, God is gracious, and He does all of those things when we're in worship together with His body. Um, But our focus really should be um, building up all of the believers. And so uh, the, the act of preaching in worship should be an act where those with the gift of preaching and teaching uh, think about how the message will build up the body. Those who are leading us in worship would think about how the worship would build up the body's confidence in the Lord and our trust in God and create an experience where the body is growing in worship together in the Lord and not one that's so driven by preferences and personal ideas of what someone thinks they ought to be getting out of worship. Uh, those in leadership ought to care about expressing their gifts in a way that builds up the church. And so that's where Paul leaves us today as we get started unpacking today's scripture. Um, Paul again picks up on um, this gift of tongues, and he says something interesting in verse 13. He says, For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. Now, I've had that experience of someone praying over me in a foreign tongue uh, that they were gifted with, And then immediately being able to say to me what they sensed the Spirit was saying uh, to my heart through that prayer. And uh, so that is consistent with the teaching of Scripture. Now, if they just leave me hanging and they've prayed over me in tongues, it could have just been a bunch of babbling talk and I wouldn't know the difference. It is when the person who's praying with that gift has the ability also to say, here's what the Lord was saying. Um, Paul goes on, he says, if I'm praying in a tongue, my spirit is praying, my spirit is calling out to God, but my mind is unfruitful. And so he's identifying that there's, uh, with the gift of tongues being expressed, it's an entirely spiritual thing, uh, that our mind is kind of, um, put off to the side in a sense that we're praying in the spirit. We're having a spiritual experience but our, our mind is not fruitful in that moment. Paul says we don't have to only pray in the Spirit. We also can pray with our understanding. We don't have to only worship in the Spirit. We can also worship with our understanding. And I think that's consistent with what Jesus says to the woman at the well in John chapter 14 when he has his encounter with her. And their specific conversation is about the priority of worship. And Jesus says God is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And it's the truth side, the understanding side, that elevates our worship to something uh, that God is looking for. Worshippers that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. uh, Who have an engaged spirit and an engaged mind and understanding. It's very important. Otherwise, when you're praising God the Spirit in the Spirit, how can someone else who is now in the position of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving? So on looking people in the body, um, watching you have this exalted experience in the Spirit of God, not understanding what you're saying, not understanding what's happening to you in that, in that worshipful experience that you're, that you're having, uh, can't say... Uh, yes, brother, I'm with you. (laughs) 
because they're completely closed out of the experience. Now, I think if we could sit Paul down and be face-to-face with him, he would say, brothers and sisters, if you've got that gift of praying and worshiping in the Spirit, do that in your private prayer closet. Do that in your private times of worship where you are drawing close to the Lord and He is ministering to you through that. But in corporate worship, let's be careful not to express gifts in the extreme so that we become a spectacle that others aren't understanding as they're worshiping around us. And I think that's just a matter of being considerate of where other people are. Not everyone's at the same place on the journey. Not everyone is gifted with the same thing that we're gifted with. And so there's an element of uh, consideration, mutual consideration for one another when we're in worship. And I think that's what Paul is saying here in verse 16. Um, And then in 17, he says, you're giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. Again, he brings it back to the corporate. If we're caught up in this exultant personal uh, worship experience in the spirit where it's just Jesus and us, uh, no one else is being edified. And I think the real caution is not just to um, worshipers, but to those who are leading worship especially, that they not get so caught up in the spirit that the people uh, worshiping around them don't have a chance of being edified. So that the particularly those who are in worship leadership, who are preaching and teaching and leading and singing, um, are careful to be leading both in the spirit and in understanding in spirit and truth. And those two pillars are very important for us to uphold. Uh, Paul says, I thank God that I speak tongues more than all of you. In other words, he's kind of laying a smack down. He's saying, hey, look, I have been gifted with tongues. And in my times of prayer and seeking encouragement from the Lord, I am I am praying in that tongue gifting, uh, in that sort of exalted spiritual place, with the Lord one-on-one a lot. I've been gifted with that with that gift. But in the church, again, bringing it back to the corporate, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. And so Paul is very, very concerned about the experience of the body and worship so that those who are coming together to worship would leave that time with meaningful spiritual instruction that would guide them on their journey with Jesus rather than a display of lots of people exercising their gifts in in the body itself not being edified. And I, I appreciate his stand here. I appreciate his outlook. And I think it's very, very important. And it gets back to the issue yesterday that we were talking about of orderly, intelligible worship. That God does not intend the church when it's gathered as the body of Christ to um, to be uh, worshiping Him in a way that would be chaotic and lack peace, but to worship Him with order and understanding, spirit and truth. And so, I very much value Paul's teaching and Paul's understanding of how worship within the body of Christ ought to look. All right, my friends. Tomorrow we're going to finish out the chapter, and we will uh, pick up in chapter fourteen as we gather together once again to study God's Word. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to do so. May God continue to speak to your hearts as you consider these words today. God bless.